Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you.
Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, Mount Calvary, good morning, good morning. We serve a mighty God, rich in favor, rich in favor, rich in blessings, rich in life. We serve a mighty God. Greetings to everyone in the Mount Calvary Nation. Greetings to those serving with us this morning online. God, we are so, so blessed. We are so blessed, God, and we thank you for it. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. For the Lord God is good, and his mercy endures forever. His mercy endures forever. God, I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your grace. What is it, Karen? An undeserved favor, right? We don't deserve his grace. God, I thank you. Come, let us sing for joy unto the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before the Lord with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is a great God. He is a great king above all gods. Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. For he is our God and we are his people. And we are the people of his flock under his care. For the Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever. Let us pray. God, oh God, how great you are. God, oh God, how great you are. God, oh God, how great you are. Despite how I feel, despite what we're going through. God, you are good and you are worthy of our praise. Build a fence around us, God. Continue to keep us protected. You let your light shine, shine through us, Heavenly Father, that those that do not know you may come to know what a great and mighty God you are. Move by your spirit in this place today. Have your way within this place today. Set up a standard, Lord God. And Heavenly Father, we will continue to follow you without hesitation or pause. God, you are worthy. 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 And we thank you, God, for your grace and your mercy for today. Now have your way in this place, Lord God. And Heavenly Father, we will continue to give you our glory and honor and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yes, he is worthy. He is worthy of glory and honor. He's worthy of all our praise. So we say, hallelujah. Hallelujah, you're worthy. Hallelujah, you're worthy to be praised.
Sing with us, y'all. 
You don't have to stand up, but I want you to sing with us as a congregation. Yes, my God is awesome. Heals me when I'm broken. Strength where I've been weakened. Forever he will reign. Come on, let's sing it again. I need to hear more voices. My God is awesome. He can move mountains. Keep me in the valley. And hide me from the rain. My God heals me when I'm broken. Strength where I've been weakened. Forever he will reign. Come on, let's sing this chorus. My God, awesome. Come on, help us sing. Awesome. Yes, he is. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, yes, he is. Awesome. My God, my God, awesome. He's awesome. 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 He's awesome. awesome. My God. My God Savior of the whole world. Giver of salvation. By his stripes I am healed. My God. Today I am forgiven. His grace is why I'm living. Come on, help me praise His holy name. Come on, church. With our hands lifted up, say, My God is awesome. Oh, yes, He is. Oh, just think of His goodness to y'all. Oh, God is awesome. My God. Yes, he is. Oh, awesome. God is awesome. Oh, God. Oh, he's mighty. He's mighty. He's mighty. He's mighty. He's awesome. Everybody, lift your voice. Lift up holy hands and say, He's great, He's great, He's great, God is great, He's awesome. Oh, yes, He is. Lift up holy hands, He's mighty, He's mighty, He's mighty, Almighty, God is. Oh, God is Hey, deliverer, 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 he is. Come on, lift your voice. Hey, say that again. Deliverer, 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 
You know he's your deliverer. You know he's your provider. You know he's your healer. Go ahead and tell him how you feel about him. Tell him what you know about him. Thank him for being who he is. Hallelujah to your name, Jesus. We bless your name, Lord. We honor you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Awesome you are. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Lord. 
we enter into your gates with thanksgiving. We enter into your courts with praise. Hallelujah, Lord. Bless your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Thank you.
y'all can be seated if you can. I frankly don't care if we don't get past right here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. sanctuary and those who are online welcome to 
particularly if you don't consider yourself a part of the Mount Calvary Nation, we are glad that you have come. And we pray that this isn't the last time we worship together. Uh, Cousin Bruce, good to see you from Huntsville. Good to see you, sir. Um, would you add to your prayer list uh, Deacon John Taylor, or continue to pray for him, would you? He's, uh, he's in Sycamore Hospital. Um, also, Charlene Gregg is in Grandview. Add them uh, to your prayer list, would you? Don't forget that we are in the midst of, uh, of fasting and praying. We started on April 9th. We are on day 29 today of our 40 days, 40 days of fasting and praying. If you haven't joined us, it is not too late. You can jump on. If you fell off, jump back on. If you jumped off, jump back on harder. And, uh, and let's seek the face of God. Fasting is an exercise not just in a spiritual discipline. We are not fasting to lose weight. We are, um, we are not fasting to appear holy or holier than somebody else. We are seeking the face of God. We are humbling ourselves, humbling ourselves. This is about him, not about us, and not about food. You get me? So we're not focusing on not having food. We don't have to, uh, every five minutes, tell somebody how hungry we are. Right? <laughs> we don't have to look sad and pitiful wash your face right that's word <laughs> and, uh, and let's continue on through May 19th our deacons on duty this month uh, just by way of reminder Deacon Yokely wave your hand back in the back Deacon Yokely and uh I don't see uh, Deacon Johnson. Deacon Reggie Johnson is, uh, is the other deacon on duty. If you have uh, an immediate need, if you need to get in contact, they are your first line, 937-422-9849. is the deacon on duty number, and these men of God will be glad to serve you. go out of order for just a moment. The youth lock-in, don't forget, is this Friday night. Uh, this Friday night, it starts at 8 o'clock p.m. and will end at 8 o'clock a.m. Um, dance party, game truck, paint party, escape rooms, praise and worship, team building, food, great friends. Uh, you don't want to miss it. It is free, but you do have to sign up first. All right? Um, you can email Dr. Pooler at jpooler at mountcalvarychurch.life or uh, call up here to the church 937-268-6736 and get registered. 
Young people, if you bring a friend with you, then you get extra youth points, all right? You're going to want to stock up those youth points for some things that are coming, all right? Bring somebody with you, and you get extra youth points, all right? That is this Friday into this Saturday morning. Now listen, parents, be here at 7.58 to pick up your children on Saturday morning because they'll probably be kicking them out the door about that time, all right? Good. Holy Convocation is, oh, before I get there, before I get there, let me say a word uh, about this. Miss Pam Walton, are you here? Is she here today? No, she's not. Okay, then I'm going to save that until she is here. Some news I want to share with the Mount Calvary family about her. All right, convocation is coming up. We are on the road to convocation. And, uh, and there's, let me just say a quick word about what convocation is. Every year I assume that everybody knows what we're doing and why we're doing it. And that is a dangerous assumption to make. Uh, so I wanted to give you a little background here in the Mount Calvary Nation. Uh, we celebrate convocation. That is the time leading up to Pentecost, right? You all have heard Pentecost. I've preached it before. If you've been here, if you haven't, in the Old Testament, it is called the Feast of Weeks or Shabbat. It was one of the original feast days of the children of Israel. God commanded that they were to appear before him. It was 50 days after Passover, and it was a celebration of the wheat harvest. The Lord commanded in Leviticus that they were to call a holy convocation. That's where we get it from, all right? We are not trying to copy ourselves after anybody else, um, what any other church does, what any other denomination does. We're doing it because the Lord said, leading up to the Feast of Weeks, you are to call a holy convocation in Leviticus. Everybody who was in the nation was to come together. They were to come with a free will offering and they were to rejoice. It was a celebration of thanksgiving and praise for everybody. As a matter of fact, in Leviticus, the children of Israel were instructed to leave some wheat behind in the field so that the poor could come behind them and they could have something too. God instructed them to remember that you used to be in bondage, but you're not anymore. It was a time for the children of Israel to thank God for where he had brought them from, and it's the same for us. When we come together for holy convocation, it is an opportunity to remember and to rejoice, to remember and praise God for where he has brought us from. Um, and then by the time you get over into the New Testament, Pentecost is kicked up a notch, right? Y'all remember Acts chapter 2. Um, Jesus has been to the cross. He got up from the grave and the disciples are gathered in one place on one accord just like he told them to do. Then suddenly, y'all know the story, there came from heaven a sound like a rushing mighty wind filled the house they were sitting in and what looked like tongues of fire start uh, coming down and rested on each of them and they start speaking in tongues that uh, in, in other tongues and the spirit gave utterance to them and there were devout Jews there from everywhere everybody was amazed because there were people speaking in these different languages and everybody could understand them praising God in their own language but there were some haters there who said these people are drunk and Peter gets up and says these people ain't drunk this early in the morning Right? This is what the Lord this is what the Lord told us was going to happen that in the last days I will pour out my spirit on all people your sons and your daughters will prophesy 
Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Your servants, your, your men and women, I'll pour my spirit out in the last days and all of them are going to prophesy. I'll show you wonders in the heavens above, signs on the earth below. And that is what many refer to as the birth of the church. Are y'all still with me? All right. The birth of the church. And we here in the Mount Calvary Nation think that's a pretty big deal. And so our time of holy convocation is to remember and to rejoice, to celebrate what God is doing in his church, all right? So we come together, we come together, we worship, we fellowship, and we receive instruction about where I believe the Lord is taking us as a congregation. There you have it, a little bit about what holy convocation is and why you don't want to miss not one thing from cover to cover. All right? So we'll start in two weeks. We start officially in two weeks. Uh, May the 21st, we'll have service outside. Bring, uh, bring a lawn chair. Bring, um, bring a, a blanket, something to, to sit on. We're going to have a service outside. And then we're going to feed as many people as want to eat. As many people as will come. All right? Now, we can eat two, but the main focus is not to feed ourselves it is to feed the community okay so we need some help doing that we need some help doing that um, if the Lord has blessed you and you have overflow this week sometime would you go and grab one of the following items we need some gallon can size of green beans uh, we need gallon can size of baked beans we need uh cases of hot dogs and cases of hamburgers uh, brother Chris those other two items I think we can take care of without we don't want 50,000 ketchup packets right <laughs> right right but if 50 people get one of those that's 50,000 packets of ketchup <laughs> okay green beans baked beans hot dogs hamburgers okay get the, get the big the bigger the size the better okay we we plan on feeding at least a thousand beside ourselves um, and we have fed up to about 2,500 close to 3,000 in years past all right um, we don't know who's going to show up but we'll have it all right and we'll be ready and we will serve them with the love of Christ all right good Great, perfect. The ushers have that list in the back. They'll have it on the way out if you, uh, if you need some help remembering what to bring. All right, and then starting that Monday night, we've got a whole list of, uh, of preachers from around the nation who are coming in to share with us that Monday through uh, Friday. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll breathe on Saturday. And then on Sunday morning, we will all be here uh, for the State of the Church address on Pentecost Sunday. All right? In white. It's an all-white Sunday. The, uh, I, told, I told some people who were asking me last night, blame the convocation coordinator. But we'll try it. Somewhere, I'm going to ask the Lord to stretch some white for me. <laughs> All right. 
Reggie White, are you here? Reggie White? How about Jaleel White? Demetrius Jones. This church membership certificate is presented to Demetrius Jones in recognition of his successful completion of the prescribed requirements for full membership in the Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church that entitles him to all rights, benefits, and privileges of this fellowship this seventh day of May 2023. God bless you, sir. Welcome officially. Dana Rawlings. God bless you. And welcome officially. Yes, ma'am. Courtney Jones. God bless you, ma'am, and welcome officially. Yes, ma'am. Benita Carson. God bless you. Welcome officially. Yes, ma'am. Let's thank God for adding to the family. If you are interested, this is the last thing I'll say and then we'll move on. Uh, if you are interested, if you feel the call of God to working with our young people, we are trying to get our uh, children's ministry back up and going and Dr. Cookie can use your help. Uh, if you are willing and able and you actually like uh, children age 4 to 11, then uh, we, could, we could definitely use you. And the more children come, the more uh, adult help we will need. Um, you will have to pass a background check. We, uh, we, we, here at Mount Calvary, we make sure that all of our young people are safe. And uh, so you will have to do that. But, uh, but we need your help. We need your help, all right? Uh, you can contact, is Dr. Cookie here this morning? No, she's not. All right. Then you can contact the church office and let them know that you are willing and Dr. Cookie will get with you shortly. Brother Devin, you all have an announcement video for us that they're going to run. And then, um, Brother Craig, you all won't mind if we go right to the lesson, will you? All right. Good morning, Mount Calvary family. My name is Bethany D. Harbison, and here are your morning announcements. Mount Calvary's Women's Ministry presents The Table Live, A Woman's Conversation. This podcast is for women only and will air on Monday, May 8th at 6.30 p.m. on Apple Podcasts and YouTube. This month's topic is Not My Mama's Church, and women of all ages are invited to tune in. Attention all youth ages 12 through 18. You are invited to an overnight party filled with food, games, and lots of fun on Friday, May 12th from 8 p.m. through Saturday, May 13th at 8 a.m. Activities include a DJ dance party, game trucks, paint party, escape rooms, amazing race, praise and worship, team building activities, and more. All youth must register at jpooler at mountcalvarychurch.life. That's jpooler at mountcalvarychurch.life 
or you can reach Dr. Pooler at 937-250-6005. That's 937-250-6005. Please bring a friend. The Mount Calvary Men's Ministry presents our monthly man cave discussion on Monday, May 15, 2023 at 7 p.m. Please join us on Facebook Live or YouTube. Join the Mount Calvary Women's Ministry on Saturday, May 20th at 10.30 a.m. for the Walk by Faith Power Hour with guest speaker, Ozelia Wortham. All women are invited to join us as we walk in prayer from Deweese Park to Island Park. Holy Convocation 2023 is right around the corner and everything will kick off on Sunday, May 21st with an outdoor service followed by a community fest. Come for worship service at 10.30 a.m. and stay for the community festival from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. There will be plenty of free food, games, and much more. Chairs will be limited, so please bring your own lawn chair and prepare for a great day. This concludes our morning announcements. Again, my name is Bethany Harbison. You all have a blessed one. Let's study Matthew chapter 4. If you're able, would you join us standing as we honor the reading of God's holy word? Matthew chapter 4, starting at verse 18. I'm reading from the New International Version of the Scripture, which will be here on your screen. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went through Galilee, throughout Galilee, pardon me, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. Verses 18 through 23 of Matthew chapter 4. You may be seated. I think I'm looking at uh, Aunt Sally Stegall. Welcome. Welcome. All right. Our theme for this year 
is unto the least of these. Is this something I need to read now? Got it, okay. Oh, yes. Our theme for this year is unto the least of these. The Lord is calling us to be intentional about going after the lost, the looked, after, the looked over, the left behind, the least. He is calling us to be intentional about sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with this dying world and to ministering to the needs of those who are in need. Saints, we're called on, first of all, to share the gospel, to feed the hungry, to give drink to the thirsty, to take in the stranger, to house the homeless, to clothe the naked, to take care of the sick, to visit those in, prisoners, in, in prison, rather, we are called to serve, to minister. And I believe that the Lord would have us this morning to take a look at this fourth chapter of the Gospel of Matthew because in it we find the strategy that Jesus employs as he begins ministry. I want to show you what Jesus did as he went teaching, preaching, and healing, and if you'll allow me, uh, I don't have a fancy subject, it's simple today, I want to preach about the ministry of Jesus. Would you say that with me, the ministry of Jesus? Um, let me get on into the meat of where we're going. Um, look first at the people that he chooses for ministry. Jesus is walking by the Sea of Galilee. He sees two brothers, Simon and Andrew, and they are fishing. They're casting their net into the sea, and he says to them, follow me. I will make you fishers of men. Isn't that something? When the Lord gets ready to grab some workers for ministry, he didn't go looking in the synagogue are you ready for this? He didn't even pick particularly religious folks. He grabs a couple of fishermen. And I got to tell you, it's the same thing he's doing today. He's not looking for fancy folk. He is not impressed with ready-made folk. Not looking for educated folk or religious folks. He chooses everyday, run-of-the-mill, nothing special, common, regular people to do his work. Willing vessels and working vessels. He chooses, um, okay, listen, I got to tell you, I don't make this stuff up, okay, so that you know that I'm telling the truth I believe I see a pattern of him picking people who are willing and working okay Saul remember Saul he was looking after his father's donkeys David he was keeping his father's sheep working 
the shepherds, they were guarding their flocks, working. Amos was farming in Tekoa, working. Matthew was working at the tax collector's table. Moses was tending his father-in-law's flock. Gideon was threshing wheat. He chooses willing people and working people. They don't have to be anybody that anybody else would consider special. Is there anybody in here who's glad that the Lord chose you in spite of the fact that nobody else thought you were worth choosing? You see, I, I have to tell you, it flies in the face of, of the excuses that we use about why we won't tell anybody about Jesus. Reverend, I can't tell anybody about Jesus. I can't I can't spread the gospel. I haven't been to seminary. I'm not a preacher. I don't have a call on my life. Well, look at what Jesus says to Simon and his brother Andrew. He says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Did you catch that? I know you don't know anything about ministry. I know you don't have a clue what to do. I know you don't know what to say. I know you're still learning who I am. But if you'll just follow me, that is, do what I say, do what I do, say what I say, go where I go, act like I act. If you will follow me, I will make you fishers of men. That may just be why most of us evangelical Christians, Christians who believe that we are supposed to be sharing the gospel, don't. Might it be because there are a lot of church members, but not a lot of people who are following Christ? Reverend, I come to church. Yes, you do. God bless you. But are you following Christ? Pastor, I sing in the choir. Yes, but are you following Christ? I pay my tithes, Reverend. Yes. But are you following Christ? The problem is following Jesus means leaving some stuff behind. I know I'm in the word. The Samaritan woman, she left her water pitcher. Matthew left his tax table. Blind Bartimaeus left his cloak and they followed Jesus. These guys left their boats, left their nets, and left their families. But we don't want to leave anything behind. May I, offer, may I offer this morning, there's some stuff that we need to leave behind. There's some habits that we need to leave behind. There's some people. He said, if you'll follow me, I will make you into what I want you to be. I'm going to say that again. If you'll follow me, I will make you into what I want you to be. He's not looking for ready-made people. He's looking for some people he can make. That's why we used to sing, Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Thou art the potter. I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will while I am waiting, yielded. And still, can I tell you, he's not looking for superstars to share the gospel. He's looking for people who are willing. Look at who he chose. He chose Simon called Peter. Just follow me. This is Jesus, right? He's omniscient. He knows everything. He knows that Peter is not going to stop cussing.
He knows that in the heat of battle, Peter is going to get scared and deny him. But he also knows that when nobody else will get out of the boat, Peter will. When nobody else will stand up for him, Peter will take a sword and chop somebody's ear off for Jesus. Peter doesn't always get it right, but he's willing to follow. And then by the time you get over into Acts chapter 2, it's Peter who preaches one sermon and 3,000 people get saved. God wants to use you. He knows all about you. He knows what's wrong and what's right. Not only do we learn about the people in his ministry, he calls Peter and Andrew, James and John, all these fishermen, and he says, follow me. But I want you to look secondly at the practice. Here's what he does. He went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. Jesus, get this, went. That's the first practice he went. The text says he went about all Galilee. We keep saying, y'all come. When Jesus keeps saying, let's go. Go where they are. Go to where they're talking. That's what he did. He went teaching in their synagogues. I got to tell you, saints, the commission is still in effect. Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. The command is still to go. Go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. The first practice is he went. Second practice is he taught. He went teaching in the synagogue. That is didasco. That is to hold discourse, to teach, to, to discuss. He sat down with the people where they were and explained the scriptures. Can I tell you what he did not do? He did not preach at them, but he explained to them. Not just talking at them, but talking with them. There is dialogue. That's why we're told in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, always be ready to give an answer for the hope that you have with gentleness and respect. One reason that we can't win people when we do try is because we are so busy shooting every scripture we know from our scripture arsenal. We get busy preaching at people, beating them up with the word instead of building them up with the word. Jesus went teaching, but he also went preaching the gospel. That word preaching, it's keruso. That is, he publicly proclaimed, he heralded, he cried aloud and spared not. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. That is, say it out loud. Proclaim it in public. Do you see what Jesus did here? He went into the synagogue's teaching, having conversation with the people, but he just went preaching. He taught in the synagogue, but he preached wherever he could. Let me see if I can help us. Um, that's why preachers, I don't understand. 
I, I have to tell you, I don't understand when the complaint against pastor is that you never get a chance to preach. What do you mean you never get a chance to preach? The master said, Luke 14, go into the hedges and the highways and compel them to come. There's a street corner at every intersection. Preach there. All of us have a mandate to preach the gospel of the kingdom. Whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how are they going to call on somebody in whom they have not believed? And how are they going to believe in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without somebody preaching it to them? In the synagogue he taught. But he preached. Well, he went preaching the gospel of the kingdom. That, that word uh, gospel, it just means good news. Y'all know that. You see, the kingdom is good news to somebody who is looking to belong. The kingdom is good news to people whose lives are out of control. The kingdom is good news to people who need a king that reigns over all the earth. The kingdom is good news when people need to know that there is a king that sits high but looks low. The kingdom is good news to, for people who need to know that there is a king who created everything, who sustained everything, who's in charge of everything. A king who loves you, a king who takes care of you, a king who protects you, a king who provides for you, a king who will never leave you, a king who will never forsake you the kingdom is good news when you have a president that you're not sure of you don't have to worry about a president because you've got a king when you have a government that you're not sure even sees you or wants you here the kingdom is good news when you're not depending on a government but on a king. Kingdom is good news to folks that have got a bad case so they can't help it. I know you can't say amen too loudly. But there are people in here and watching online. Y'all can say amen because y'all at home. Uh, somebody here knows what I'm talking about because you yourself had a bad case of the can't help it. <laughs> you were gambling and couldn't help it. Lying and couldn't help it. Drinking and couldn't help it. Stealing, couldn't help it. Sleeping around, couldn't help it. Smoking weed, couldn't help it. Cheating, couldn't help it. Backbiting, couldn't help it. But then one day, <laughs> you met the king that the preacher had been talking about and you can say today, since Jesus came into my heart, floods of joy over my soul like the sea billows roll since Jesus came into my heart. And really, that's, that brings us to the last point for this lesson. We've learned about the people in his ministry. He chose people that other people would have overlooked. That's the people in his ministry. We've learned about the practice of his ministry. He went, right? He went preaching and te teaching and healing. But finally, there is a word about the power in his ministry. He went teaching, preaching, healing, all manner of sickness, all manner of disease, 
among the people. He went with demonstration and power. Is there anybody in here who knows about the power of Jesus' ministry? I got to tell you, I, I understand and I recognize that we live in a day and a time where very well-meaning people, very sincere pastors and teachers who teach that the Lord doesn't heal like that anymore, But I believe as we go teaching and preaching, the Lord will do for us what he did for his disciples in Mark 16. They went forth, verse 20, they preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. I believe that where we minister, we will leave something behind there will be lives changed if the only thing we're doing is coming together and having good church then we are not doing what we've been called to do Jesus still wants to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease how do you know that reverend I'm glad you asked me I know it because he has worked wonders in me. Can I borrow Bill Gaither's words? Shackled by a heavy burden. Beneath a load of guilt and shame. But then the hand of, touch me, the hand of Jesus touched me. And now I am no longer the same. He touched. I wish somebody in here would tell the truth on God. And just this one time, help me get ready to close this message. Would you tell somebody, if you want to see. Y'all not telling anybody. Tell somebody, if you want to see the power of his ministry. Just look at me. If you want to see just what kind of power he has, then just open your eyes and look at me. If you want to see that he can save anybody, just look at me. Listen, are you grateful that he saved you? Are you grateful that he cleansed you? Are you grateful that he picked you up? Is anybody grateful that he turned you around? Are you grateful that he took your feet out of the miry clay? Placed your feet on straight street and gave you another Is there anybody in here who can testify that I used to? I used to be a liar, but God. I used to be a cheater, but God. I used to be a whoremonger, but God. I used to be a drug addict, but God. I used to be a user, but God. I used to be effeminate, but God. I used to be a backbiter, but... And listen, I got to tell you, just in case you're here and you got a case of the can't help it, there's enough people in here right now who can testify. There's enough people in here right now
who can testify. I used to. As a matter of fact, that's one of the reasons it's hard to keep some of us quiet. Because you start having flashbacks <laughs> to when you used to. And some of the stuff we can say in public and some of the stuff we can't say in public, you just got to take our word for it. We used to. <laughs> And I've got to tell you this, and I promise I will let you go. It is no secret <laughs> what God can do. What he's done for others. I'm, I'm trying my best to just behave and go sit down. What he's done for others, he can do the same for you. The truth of the matter is, if he saved me, he can save you. If he healed me, he can heal you. If he delivered me, he can deliver you. If he gave me joy, he can restore your joy. If he restored my mind, he can restore your mind. If he's done it for others, he can do the same for, I know I said it would only be one time but would you look at one more person and tell them God doesn't love you any less than he loves me for God so loved the world the whole world the whole world the whole world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever that's you that whosoever that's me that whosoever that's everybody without exception whosoever believeth on him should not perish but you can have everlasting pastor for pastoring sake just to come in have good church shout and feel good get goose pimples, goose pimples and leave and say woo we had a time today having a time is great but beyond that there is a world that is in desperate need of Jesus Christ. Desperate. Do you hear me? And the closer we get to his return, the worse things get. I've been telling y'all, you gotta be careful saying things are gonna get better. Things are only going to get better for those who know Jesus.
lying to the world. Things are not going to get better. Do they look like they're getting better? Things are getting worse. Evil becomes more evil. God. And what used to be taboo. Y'all, come on here. What used to be taboo is becoming normalized. And the closer we get, hear me please, the closer we get to Jesus' return, the more normalized evil will become. To the point where if you say anything contrary, then you're looked at as the abnormal one. But we have the answer. We have what the world needs. But we've got to live it out and we've got to speak it out. We've got to go, saints. We have to go. They need to come in here so pastor can preach and get them saved. That's not my responsibility. We, we have, we've missed this, we've missed it. We don't get them in so pastor can preach to them and get them saved. No, my responsibility from God as recorded in the word is to prepare the saints, that's you, for the work of ministry. So that when you're in the grocery store, when you're in the bank, right, the people you have relationship with, the people who knew you when and see you now, when they say, what in the world happened to you? You can say, I'm so glad you asked me. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's the way it's supposed to work, saints. Do y'all get it? What key is that? That's the wrong one. What does B-flat sound like? You better go to A-flat. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power Break every chain, break every chain. To break every chain. Say it again, there is, there is power in the name. 
to that lightning. Because in nature, light travels at something like, um, I don't know, Miss Tracy, you probably know, I don't know, something like a million miles per something. A million miles per second, something like that. Light travels really fast. Sound is slow. So the sound that is made from the lightning comes after the lightning. That's in the natural world. But we don't operate according to the natural. In the spiritual world, everything is flipped upside down. That's why the Bible says the last shall be first and the first shall be last, right? Everything is flipped upside down. If you want to get, you have to give. Everything is flipped upside down. In the natural, you see it first and then you hear it. We don't operate by the natural. You got to hear what I'm telling you. We operate by the spirit. It's flipped upside down. We hear it first and then we see it. So when I say I hear the chains falling, it may still look like the chains are on, but I don't operate in the natural. I operate by the spirit and I hear it first and then I'll see it. I hear I'm healed and then I'll see it. I hear my children are delivered and then I'll see it. I'm I heal. I hear I'm in uh, I'm in not in poverty, but I am in prosperity and then I'll see it. I operate in the spirit. I operate in the spirit. Pastor, don't nothing look different to me. No, it doesn't look different because you get the word first. You hear it and then I know I'm in the Bible. Faith comes by hearing and I hear the I may not see it, but Come on. Off of this church. Come on, say it. Off of my children. Come on, say it. Off of my finances. Come on, say it. I hear, I hear. Off of my mouth so I can speak boldly for him. I hear it. Off of my marriage, I hear it. 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 I've taken too long. you're here, you're not sure you're saved, I have good news for you. Check this out. God loved the world. That's all of us. He loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son, his unique, 
one-of-a-kind son, that's Jesus Christ, so that whosoever, that's anybody, whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life, right? God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but so that the world through him might be saved. And if you're here today and you are not sure you're saved, not sure where you're going to spend eternity, the good news is you're still breathing. And you have an opportunity to get it right with God through Jesus Christ. And you can't get it right without Jesus Christ. Pastor, let me get some things straight. Let me clean some stuff up in my life, and then I'll come. Listen, no, if you could clean yourself up, you wouldn't need a Savior. But the blood of Jesus still cleanses from all sin. If you're here, you're not sure you're saved. That's the first call. Would you come? Would you come this way? How are we doing this, Miss Kim? Gotcha. Okay. If you're not sure you're saved, come this way. You're not sure where you're going to spend eternity. And listen, we are all going to spend eternity somewhere. If you're not sure, come now. You want somebody to walk with you? Give them a nudge. They'll be glad to walk with you. That's the first call. If you're in the building, you're not sure you're saved, come now. If you're online, you're not sure you're saved, God loves you. And you can give your life to Christ today. We can't promise you an easy walk, but it is worth it. Put it in the chat. Send us a message. Somebody is monitoring right now. They will reach out to you shortly and tell you how you can be saved. Here's what the Bible says. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. That's the first call. If you're not sure you're saved, come. Second call is this. You're saved. You know you're saved. You know where you're going to spend eternity, but you know you want that the Lord wants you here in this church as your church home. If that's you, would you come? If you know you're supposed to be here, come on. God bless you. Come on. Come on. God bless you. God bless you. Come on, if you know you're supposed to be here, you can come. God bless you. God bless you. Those two calls, if you're not sure you're saved, or if you know that the Lord wants you here, come on. If you're online, you know you're supposed to be a part of the Mount Calvary family, put it in the chat. Send us a message. We'll get, we'll get back to you very shortly and tell you how to do it. If you're not sure you're saved or if you know the Lord wants you here. Good. Y'all can have a seat. Um, if you'll stay there, I want to serve you communion myself, all right? If you're not sure you're saved, or you know you, or you know you belong here, you know you belong here. Everybody is saved then, and everybody is where you know you belong. Then let the church say amen. So let it be. So let it be. Good. Let's get ready to recommit ourselves to God and to each other through the by way of the church covenant. And then we'll have the Lord's Supper together. We'll take the Lord's Supper.
If you're able, would you stand as we recommit ourselves now? The covenant will be here on the screen. I will read the part that says leader, and you read the part that says congregation. Having been led as we believe by the Spirit of God to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior and on the profession of our faith, having been baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, we do now in the presence of God and this assembly most solemnly and joyfully enter into covenant with one another as one body in Christ. promote its prosperity and spirituality, to sustain its worship, ordinances, discipline, and doctrines. We also engage to maintain family and secret religiously educate our children, to seek the salvation of our kindred and acquaintances, to walk circumspectly in the world. to be zealous in our efforts to advance the kingdom of our Savior. Savior to secure it without delay. We moreover engage that when we remove from this place, we will as soon as possible unite with some other church where we can carry out the spirit of this covenant and the principles of God's word. Let the church say amen. You may be seated. I'll serve them. Deacon Coons. Deacon Coons. I'll serve. Yes, sir. If this is your first time communing with us, we practice what is known as open communion. That is to say, you don't have to be a member to partake. We believe that you should do what the Apostle Paul said, and that is examine yourselves. You don't have to examine to see if you have sinned. You have. But we are examining ourselves to see where we stand in relation to what Jesus has done about that sin problem. If you're a part of God's family through Jesus, 
anywhere, you are welcome at the Father's table. Sweet Jesus. There's one more. Sweet Jesus. Anybody else need it? Sweet Jesus. Sweet Jesus. I'm so glad you died for me. I'm so glad you shed your blood just for me. I'm so glad you rose for me. Sweet Jesus, sweet Jesus, sweet Jesus, sweet Jesus. I'm so glad you died for me. I'm so glad you shed your blood for me. I'm so glad you rose for me. Sweet Jesus, sweet Jesus. Has everyone been served who wishes to be? Jesus. No one has been overlooked. for it, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to his disciples and said, this bread is my body given for you. Now take and eat all of it. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup gave thanks, gave it to his disciples and said this cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for the payment for sins now take and drink all of it 
Jesus, my Savior, Jesus, Jesus. You love me in spite of myself. Welcome, sir. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Jesus. God bless you. God bless you, sir. Welcome. Yes, sir. You saved my life. Jesus. Jesus. Where's Maurice? Maurice Page. Stand up, sir. Y'all keep him in prayer this week. Um, he is, you were in the seventh grade? Eighth grade at Decca Middle School, and they are headed to, um, where y'all going? D.C.? They are headed to Washington, D.C. this week. Y'all keep them in prayer, would you? And if you got a little something you want to slip in his hand, I'm sure he won't mind it. All God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As we continue in our worship service, um, it is time for us to offer our gifts unto God. Uh, this is the time of offering in our Mount Calvary family where we bring back to God what God has entrusted to us. Because um, that that we have is from him and it belongs to him. Amen. We are striving to be a church that is a 100% tithing church. What does tithing mean? That means you give 10% of what you earn. If you get paid a week, if you get paid bi-weekly, if you get paid monthly, bi-monthly, bi-annually, however you get paid, it's 10% of what you earn. 
again, God has entrusted us where we work with the money, with the finances. Um, So we are grateful for God's favor. There are multiple financial areas in where you can be a blessing. The first is in our benevolence. Um, This is an act of kindness. This is a love contribution. This is giving unto those in the family that have found themselves in need of assistance, uh, in need of financial assistance. So please consider giving monetarily to our benevolence. Uh, We have our building fund, our vision of victory. We are working to uh, finish the Bobby J. Winston Activity Center. Um, You can be a blessing there. There are multiple channels in which you can give. We live in an electronic world. Um, You can text. That number is 855-908-0710. You can use Cash App, pound sign M-T-C-A-L-M-B-C. And you can use the app Givelify. Givelify, you download it on your phone, connect the bank account that you want to withdraw the funds from, and you can use the Givelify app. Um, if you've never used Givelify, it's, it's pretty sweet. You can get history, you can get your tax documents, you can get everything you need off of Givelify um, uh, for your uh, finances that you give into the church. If you're using envelopes, we still take the envelopes. Um, if you're writing a check, uh, please make sure we can read your name. We can read the amount. Um, if you're writing on the front of the envelope, please legibly provide your name so that we can account that money to the right person. Um, the deacons will be in the back to receive your envelopes for today. God, we thank you for the opportunity to give. Touch everybody's heart, Heavenly Father, those that want to, that do not have. There's ways that we can help serve that's not monetarily. And we thank you for that opportunity. We bless you, Father. We bless you, Father. All right, let us stand for our benediction, if you will, please. Pastor will be at the back. Is that the back? Front? Pastor's going to be this way. (laughs) At the door, that way. Meet and greet. (laughs) To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion and power through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages now and forevermore. Let everybody say amen.